Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today, we will unlock the book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. The concept of emotional intelligence, also known as EQ, was first proposed by two psychologists, John Mayer and Peter Salevi. Daniel Goleman, this book's author, agrees with this concept and argues that emotional intelligence consists of five aspects, knowing one's emotions, managing emotions, motivating oneself, recognizing emotions in others, and handling relationships. This book demonstrates the importance of emotional intelligence to our success. Goleman, the author of the book, is a well-known American psychologist. He is a four-time recipient of the highest honor of the American Psychological Association, as well as a recipient of the American Psychological Association's Lifetime Career Award. Emotional intelligence has set off a global upsurge in the recognition of EQ, as more and more people start to pay closer attention to the importance of emotional management ability and emotional education. Goleman himself is known as the father of emotional intelligence. Over the years, Goleman has focused on studying how emotional intelligence affects our lives. For example, in terms of health, studies have shown that people who can control their emotions tend to be more calm and conscious, that is, those with high EQ, tend to secure a unique and significant health advantage. In addition to our health, emotional intelligence plays a vital role in our relationships, as well as our competitiveness in the workplace. If people are always emotional in interpersonal relationships and less communicable, they are more easily to feel stressful and have more challenges completing their daily tasks. In terms of career development, the role of EQ is more complicated than we think. There is no doubt that IQ can predict whether a person is qualified for a specific position. Still, recent research shows that the competitiveness model of leadership at the highest level in the workplace usually includes various abilities that are based on EQ. In a group of brilliant people, people with higher EQs tend to have better leadership skills. From this finding, we can see just how important EQ is to our lives. However, it is important to note that the introduction of EQ in many psychology books in the past often comes from clinical research, but lacks enough scientific evidence. Goleman collected sufficient scientific evidence to systematically introduce the impact of emotional intelligence on our work performance, health, and relationships. He also offered strategies to improve emotional intelligence so that more people can understand where their emotions come from and how to manage and improve them. Now, we will unlock this book in three parts. Part 1, Physiological Foundation of Emotion Management, The Emotional Brain and the Thinking Brain. Part 2, The Nature of Emotional Intelligence. Part 3, How to Improve Emotional Intelligence. Part 1, Physiological Foundation of Emotion Management, The Emotional Brain and the Thinking Brain. To understand the effects of emotions and the basic principles of emotion management, we need to first understand how the brain works. Therefore, in the first part of this bookie, we will look at the physiological basis of emotion management, the emotional brain, and the thinking brain. The human brain is a product of evolution. Over millions of years, the brain's basic and more primitive parts have evolved into more advanced ones. From an evolutionary perspective, the most primitive part of our brain is the brainstem, which surrounds the top of our spinal cords. 
This part of our brain controls essential life functions such as respiration, organ metabolism, and movement. Based on the brainstem functions, the human brain was able to develop the limbic system, also called the emotional brain, which is the part of the brain that enables the emotion and memory functions of the human brain. Based on the emotional brain, the human brain developed the neocortex, the brain responsible for strategy, planning, and long-term planning. Scientists believe that this part of the brain is where human reason lies, so they refer to the neocortex as the thinking brain. This tells us that the emotional brain predates the thinking brain, it is also the basis of the thinking brain development. This shows that the emotional brain has a powerful influence on the functioning of the thinking brain. Meanwhile, the thinking brain has control of the emotional brain. More specifically, how do these two brains interact with one another? First, let's examine how the amygdala, also called emotional sentinel works. The amygdala is located on top of the brainstem, near the bottom of the limbic ring, and there is one on each side of the brain. The amygdala serves as the alarm system in the brain, monitoring possible dangers around us constantly. When it notices signs of danger, it sends instructions to various parts of the brain, drives the body to secrete hormones, enables the nerve center, and activates the cardiovascular system, muscles, and internal organs so that the body can react to the stimuli. A person who does not have the amygdala will not experience fear when facing danger. The person will also not have any emotional fluctuations, because they are practically emotional blind. On the other hand, the amygdala is also responsible for losing control of emotions. It is because the amygdala is so impulsive that it often reacts to raw signals with reckless anger or fear, which manifest as sudden tantrums or panic attacks in humans. In these situations, the amygdala causes automatic responses to stimuli without any conscience involved. Psychologist Joseph Ledoux found that sensory signals from the eyes or ears would reach the thalamus first. From there, the signals will travel in two pathways. The first pathway directly leads to the amygdala, and the second one first arrives at the thinking brain, the neocortex, and finally to the amygdala. The first pathway runs fast because it bypasses the thinking brain. Therefore these signals trigger a faster response, so the amygdala can carry out automatic, unconscious reactions. Aside from being the emotional sentinel, the amygdala is also an emotional memory warehouse. It records your emotions in certain circumstances and reminds you of how you felt during these events when a similar incident occurs. However, the amygdala's response is often sloppy. For example, if you once were almost hit head-on by another car while you dodged a vehicle and you panicked, the amygdala will retain that panicking emotion you felt. The next time you encounter a similar situation, it will ring an alarm and warn you, even if you are far away from the car on the other side of the road. From an evolutionary perspective, the sloppiness of amygdala is valuable because it helps species react quickly in dangerous situations, consequently running away from danger and saving lives. Thus, even if it is an overreaction, it is better than unresponsive because it is beneficial for the survival of species. Therefore, it is not a surprise that careless emotional responses persist to this day. However, we also know that most people are not so impulsive to start panic or throw a tantrum for every slight hint of danger in real life. Why is that? Because the prefrontal lobe of the thinking brain suppresses such impulsive responses from the amygdala. 
This brings us back to the signals coming out of the thalamus that travels through the second pathway. As mentioned earlier, these signals go through the prefrontal cortex of the neocortex before reaching the amygdala, and the prefrontal cortex analyzes the signals, modulates the responses, and directs the amygdala to work accordingly. This process is similar to parents trying to persuade an impulsive child, it suppresses emotional impulses. Now that we understand how the prefrontal lobe works, we can investigate how we lose our control of emotions. In other words, we react impulsively when the thinking brain fails to control the emotional brain and instead obeys it. When our thinking brain coordinates with the emotional brain, we appear to be emotionally stable. This kind of state is of great significance to our daily performance at study and work. For example, neuroscientists have found that strong emotional signals, such as anxiety and anger, create neurostatic that disrupts the prefrontal lobe's ability to hold working memory, making it impossible to think intently. This is why constant emotional distress can impair a child's ability to learn. In addition, if a child's frontal cortex is impaired, they cannot control their emotional brain, resulting in impulsivity, anxiety, and other signs of lacking self-control. That is part one of this bookie. From an evolutionary point of view, we learned that the emotional brain is the basis of thinking brain development. Therefore, the emotional brain has a powerful impact on the thinking brain. We also discovered that the amygdala, the emotional sentinel, and why people lose their temper. Moreover, we learned that the prefrontal lobe of the neocortex could control the amygdala and suppress excessive emotional responses. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.